0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the UK Airshow Review Podcast, the podcast we started when we had no air shows to review. My name is Sam, and joining me today are...
1: Tom. Gordon Duncan, aka Skyflash.
2: Oh, we don't do that anymore, Gordon. Oh. Oh, man, throwback to 2020. I'm Tom, Tommy on the forum. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey Spank 01 on the Halo servers online. And, and Ian. And Ian, yeah, sorry. <laughs> What's your forum name, Ian?
3: Ian uh, G. <laughs> <laughs> How original.
0: Uh, yes, welcome to another episode. Uh, we are back. We've got Gordon on uh, to discuss something later on, although I think uh, we're going to try and, and get some of the other staff guys on the on the podcast more regularly in the future uh, and, and see where discussions take us there. But for today, we are going to start off uh, with some more sad air show news uh which is the um cancellation for this year but not necessarily as an ongoing thing of real um why why have they cancelled
2: for this year tom
4: <laughs>
2: wait to see where, where the dart <laughs> landed on the dartboard. <laughs> tom oh shit it's me it's like a teacher like looking
4: well, you, who knows you were you
0: were leaning into your mic like you were getting ready to so i thought I'd, no I'd i'm actually looking the at the benefit and not listening
2: to what you're saying um so real real <coughs> real air show i've been once um you know fun seaside show um but it's literally a Red Arrows air show, and they have mm. cancelled because of the Red Arrows. Is it North, is North America tour or Canada yes. tour? I haven't paid attention to uh, that release.
0: They, it is a North America tour, but I think it's mostly in aid of the or in in one hundred. Yeah, Arcaf one hundred. Yeah. Sorry, do you mean do you mean the Arcaf slash Arc one hundredth? Yeah, All right. Okay, steady on.
2: Um, but <laughs> oh, it's that completely threw me. Oh, you saw? Oh, yeah. So real? Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> This is I think um uh I I was it Jersey who have not cancelled but rescheduled their show from August to June? Jersey or Guernsey? Jersey Air Show. No. Guernsey. It rings a bell. A Channel Islands. We spoke air show. about it on a previous
4: episode. I know
2: we have, and I've got a memory like a sieve. It's probably the part time alcoholism. But the um the, the real air show is I mean, it's a it's a really red arrows air show. We were talking in the group chat, right, about how it didn't feel like this number of shows... Which I think is only three. I think we're probably overegging it a little bit. But the in 2019, when the Red did a tour, a lot of these seaside air shows mm. in the sort of usual August seaside slot just carried on and booked alternative participants. I think Real did do that. Um, I did try and have a look earlier today. Mm. But... Um, uh, unfortunately, they've cancelled this year. Um, they said that they aim to come back for twenty twenty five, but I mean, real practically is a, a sort of a, a Red Arrows event with a couple of things tacked onto it. Um, so, one can understand why they might think that the Reds are like the lifeblood of that show. Um, and uh, I believe- it's a it's a free seaside show, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. so um, you know, and it's it's always a good event. Somehow, I, I just, I, while well, we're talking, I have to talk shit about real. Um, you know, it's it's not a bad little event, and it's worth supporting if you're in the local area or something. Mm. But I mean, it's real. Um, and uh, no, but it raises a, an interesting wider question, doesn't it? Well, exactly. Or discussion, I, maybe not necessarily a question, but, because and it I, is what I it think, is. But and I think when we when we spoke to um, uh, uh, Dave Walton way back in the pandemic. Do you remember Mm. uh, when we had him on the podcast and and we said about how the Reds tour impacted seaside shows in 2019? And uh, in the context of Southport, he said, well, actually, that freed up some time and some budget to try and get the Swedish historic jets over, which they did do. And that that was a a unique and an interesting thing that they Mm. could do. So... In that way, the challenge of the Reds tour manifests itself um, into something that was kind of interesting and, and presented some opportunities. This year, it just doesn't feel like organisers are, are seeing that. Maybe it's because, you know, there's, it's a lot more risky this year because everything's so much more expensive and so if you're not going to get... Um, you know, if you're a, a, a local council putting on a seaside air show and you don't think you're going to get people come to your show because mm. the Reds aren't there so you're not going to get people pay for the parking in town, you're not going to get people, you know, paying for the bus, you're not going to get people going on the penny machines in the pier and yeah. <clears throat> eating in, you know, all the local restaurants and whatever, then um, you might have a slightly different appetite to risk of paying for lots and lots of portaloos or paying for, you know, the, the police to have a presence on the roads and traffic management plans and all this kind of stuff. Um if you think that your show is going to suffer because the Reds aren't there and they're undoubtedly a huge draw, but I think it really does go to show just how much the Red Arrows are, are a proper lifeblood, in, you know, sort of the lifeblood for the, the, particularly the seaside air show industry, albeit I'd probably say any sort of small event, but you know, the seaside airshows get hit when the Reds do a tour. Um, and it is good that the Reds do do a tour because mm. we expect all this foreign stuff to come over here. Mm. and <clears throat> um excuse me and you know you have to repay that favor and uh you know the arcaf 100 arc 100 um is a good enough reason but um it raises a fascinating point about airshow economics positive is that they say is that real say they're going to come back in 2025 but yeah. um you know we've heard lots of air shows say oh yeah no no we're we're, we're coming back don't you worry we're on the way back and uh Uh, you know and and things sort of fall by the wayside this isn't legends i hasten to add but there's that anxiety there of will it come back you know i i would be confident that it would come back
0: not that i've ever been to real or know the organizers or really have any foundation for saying that but it's pretty obvious or or, or they've given a very credible reason why they're not putting on this year and all being well next year, you know, assuming there isn't just a massive scandal in the team again, (laughs) um, you know, they'll be back and flying at least uh, a multiple of Hawk jets. So there should be a show that, you know, if that's what runs the show, then there theoretically wouldn't be a reason not to. And in fact, if anything, local residents presumably will be more gagging to see that, more gagging than ever before to see. Because there's two years of pent up. Yeah.
2: I mean, it raises a a sort of a, 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 a longer-term concern about what on earth happens when the Reds go. The, yeah, I mean, they, those hawks, you yeah. ancient. Yeah. You know? And, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> everyone knows my politics, but I don't like to get political on the podcast, but everything's broken in this country and not yeah. being replaced. So how far can to the be, Red To be fair, bear?
0: I think Italy, France, Spain have exactly the same question. Oh absolutely. All, all of these display—I t- mean, the Patry Suisse have probably got one season left before they're gone, by all accounts. So, what the European display team? I mean, <laughs> could, we, we we might not have them in five yeah, years, it's a proper, six years time.
2: Proper crisis point, and Isn't yeah, and Spain as well. You know, um, I think they've announced that they're not going to mount a PC twenty-one yeah. display team for the yeah. Yeah, for the um, you know
0: wheeler. Every single year has apparently been the replacement year for the MB339s in the Fretchy but they've not <laughs> yeah, and they just I I think until until um, Leonardo get an order for the M345 they're not going to they're not going to build you know 10 or 13 or however many just for the Fretchy I don't think no they're not Dubai no,
2: <laughs> oh, no sorry you're but <clears throat> I mean, but that's the point, and and I think it's you know, okay fine. Real might come back in 2025, and you hope that they would. Yeah, it's great news. But I I think it it really makes you think that there's a wider um, problem here, or uh, something that could become a problem when the Reds go. That could put the entire seaside airshow industry on its on its mm. ass. So is it
4: 2030 for the Red the Hawk T1s?
0: That's the date they're aiming for. Yeah.
4: So that's only six years away.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and there's there's a much look how long the new medium helicopters taken to drag out just to get some new helicopters. You know, that's mm. six years is not enough time. Barely enough time yeah, barely enough time to source a replacement if they're going to <clears throat> mind you. They def
2: they need more trainers full stop. So who knows what's going to happen with that? Um, is there a is there a European jet? Sorry, I don't want to talk too long on this point. But final thing for me is there a European jet display team? That's contractor run. Now that there's no Brightling Jet team. Oh, Baltic Bees have come back. Are they contract- yeah, they have come yeah. back. Um, when you say contractor run, oh, I was thinking about MF- something like MFTS. Could could that could they build the like a Red Arrows obligation into an MFTS contract? There's there's also
1: the Patrouille Tranchant or Tranchard or whatever they're called, the French Fuga Magister team.
0: Yeah, but they mm. you know that's magisters, Classic isn't it? They're yes. even yeah. I, I mean, I mean, slightly like, different. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. yeah, no.
2: Uh, I mean, like an in-service um, uh, military operator, you know, like a like a active service. I'm just trying to think because obviously, if all the Hawk T2s are managed by MFTS, then anyway, it's probably a, a rabbit hole for another day. But um, yeah, interesting question. I think, I think we all know exactly what's world.
0: going to happen, and none of us want to say it out loud. Basically. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, oh, true. true The um, yeah, show continues to dwindle.
0: Were there were there ever any uh, two fast jet displays in Europe that were ever uh, really strong supporters of British seaside
1: shows at all?
3: <laughs> Smooth, Gordon.
2: This is your cue.
1: Yeah, we were chatting about this beforehand, but within, within the context of the retirement of the Belgian F sixteen Solo, which is one of the main things we wanted to talk about this week, um, and I, I just recall being at React one year. This wasn't any time recently because it was Sean Maffitt who was doing the commentary, um, so that immediately dates it. And he actually on on the commentary at the show on both show days paid tribute to the Belgian and Dutch F sixteen solo displays and their incredible support of the not not just big events like React but the whole of the UK air show scene. And they yeah. they were indeed they were indeed. I mean, it was it would be not uncommon for. A smaller seaside show like like a real I don't, I don't know if either of them ever actually did a real tom but um <clears throat> a show of that of that nature to have the red arrows a few local acts and either the belgian or the dutch f-16 solo they were they were terrific supporters of the of the scene in the uk and and uh, like i say sean maffitt rightly called it out um mm-hmm. over the commentary at riyadh one year um so just the 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 news this week about the the retirement of that display um really did feel quite uh quite poignant
0: and particularly poignant because it's you know right as they were publicly starting to prepare for the new season and there hadn't been any sort of sense at the end of the last one that it was going to be the last one and um you know there was no opportunity for a goodbye or anything like that or you I know there that's was a no big kicker, you, know? you remember when ramex delta had their um farewell at riyadh and they had the water cannon salute, and it was very—it was publicly, you know, they, they were going saying, "This is our last display," and you know, it's a good send off for us. And the French were saying, you know, to to have a send off at the biggest air show in the world is great for us and all that sort of stuff. And and the Belgian F sixteen, which has been one of the stalwart and consistently best displays in Europe, if not, you'll probably probably say it's one of the best F sixteen displays in the world. I doubt you could—that would be wrong. Out with a whimper instead of a bang, Um rather than the send off like the Dutch F sixteen didn't have just just a complete non send off.
1: Just what I was going to say. Yeah, I mean it's now it is almost unthinkable that we've lost both in a relatively short space of time because collectively um they were, as you say, such such absolute stalwarts of the of the European uh, scene. Mm. I mean the
2: the, the Dutch. I suppose at least you kind of thought... You, you Well, as I recall, you kind of had the, the sense that it was going because um, they kept saying, oh, yeah, it's going. But then, um, if I remember rightly, I think 2013 was the last uh, year of that excellent Orange Lion livery. Mm. And then 2014, <clears throat> excuse me, they mounted a... Um, uh, a show as per normal and it, i think it has it was just a, a, a very bog standard jet and it had sort of just a sticker on the tail uh, and it was obviously a very clear downgrade and and you know the fleet was being wound up and everything else um, but uh i what is it about European militaries, right? They can't retire things properly. You get some things that say, oh, no, we're going to retire. And then three years later, they're like, oh, jokes. We still got all this stuff and we're still displaying it. And you've got other stuff that's just on a rainy Monday night on in February, like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, we flew our display jet for the first time this week. <laughs> Psych, it's retired. That's it. Boom, gone. And I think you're right, Sam. I think it's it's a kick. It's a, it's a, it's a, a tougher pill to swallow by the fact that last year... Um, you know, they didn't sort of say, "Hey, this is the final season; make the most of it." You know, yeah. how many how many toilet breaks? Um, if someone goes, "Oh, it's the Belgian F 16 yeah, you know, I, I love it, but I've seen it how yeah, many times? Yeah, yeah. How many toilet breaks might have been? Uh, you know, how many people might have had to piss themselves just to see that jet one last time? Um, you just didn't and know. and the you know to the pilot who's been
0: you know sold down the river a little bit and <clears> clearly wasn't you know <laughs> was expecting to have another season mm. and the jet missing out just nice as a display deserved to be sent off more because it's represented its country for, for you know years and years
2: and years 40 nearly 40 years and and flawlessly as well um, yeah. I was looking and I couldn't find any records there's plenty of belgian f16 crashes and accidents um, but I couldn't find a single record of a um belgian F-16 yeah. air show accidents going all the way back to the 80s, which is quite remarkable, really. That's 40 years of flawless display flying. And you think about how many shows that thing did um, and, in, and in all these different pilots' hands, and I think that's remarkable in and of itself. Not that it sounds like things are inherently unsafe. It's not that. It's just that um, it just shows how professional the, uh, the, the display was. And, mm. yeah, as you say, always consistently excellent.
0: I mean, the, the, just to, to jump in there and say when Tom says he was he was looking it up, um, if you haven't seen it, uh, went out this afternoon as we're recording, but it's probably going to be a couple of days or, or a few days from now anyway that you're listening. But um, Tom wrote a, a very poignant and well-written tribute uh, to the Belgian F-16 display uh, on the UCAR website at www.airshow.co.uk. So do, do go and have a look at that. It's quite nice. Um, if you want to have a heated
2: debate about it, I'm ready. What could, what could people possibly
4: <laughs> debate? I think going back to the point of you know being a stalwart, I think I mentioned I was we was looking for images for that that piece that we just put out, and I've taken criminally low amounts of pictures of the display. I think I've had my SLR since 2009. I think I first got it, and it's only really in the last few years that. I've properly taken photos I can look back on. Mm. <coughs> and it's just so sad that I'm never going to get the opportunity again. <laughs> I just feel like shit.
3: <laughs> Don't you'll set me off, man. I mean, the only <laughs> the only
0: thing you can say on that front is I think that it, it, the bigger blow is that it was done so unceremoniously and so yeah. just craply because that's it, why it, feels so it, it, yeah. it it was also not going to be around much longer anyway because by definition or by definition by by default the Belgian F16 was going to be retired soon enough anyway indeed yeah and that's the same with with Danish F16 display which is going to be on
2: its way out you know we, we may get it this year we may not i don't know Well, the, the Dannebrog jet is is the, yeah. the team have announced that's in overhaul anyway yeah. so uh, rest in peace debt rest in power so if if we don't <laughs> if if
1: we don't get a Danish F sixteen display this year, does that mean? I suppose it does. It's literally the end of certainly Western European F sixteen the original big, big four. The original big four. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, way F sixteen's gone. Dutch don't display anymore with the Belgian and the Danish car, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's like a put in the piece. It is, it is a bit like losing a pet or a relative, an elderly relative, you know, you, you know, it's coming at some yeah. point. You don't want to think about it, but deep down, you know, it's there some, uh, but it's the suddenness that still kicks you in the guts,
0: And exacerbated by the fact that they, we just have no idea if there is, if any of these countries are going to be putting on an F-35 display as, as much as, I think you know, F thirty five is no replacement even for the F sixteen, which, as I said before, is mm. it's not the most exciting plane in the world. Flown well, that you know they were always fantastic displays, and maybe we should have a little mention of that as well. But the F thirty five, even <laughs> even if it's an F thirty five, if you had Belgium, France, uh, France, Belgium, Netherlands, uh, Denmark, Norway, all putting on, you'd have four fast jet displays mm. on the continent. Mm potentially none of those are going to happen. And mm. it's it's not just the fact that a stalwart display has gone unceremoniously and all of that, it's the fact that it's potentially never going to be replaced and speaks to a potentially bigger problem coming with the airshow world, uh, which is what's going to be displayed.
1: Yeah, yeah, which I alluded to at the end of my review of the mm. Klein of air show airshow last September. Mm. Um, what I think you might see with the F-35 operators is something akin to a kind of tack demo yeah um and i say that because the dutch actually did that with their Mm f-35s at leovarden in 2016 Mm. um but of course notoriously those tack demos are almost only ever performed for the home audience they won't travel and i guess that it it, it, in in real terms it's it's kind of the same thing ultimately
0: i think i think that there is probably you'll probably find there will be pressure to display things abroad because for all the reasons you know that none of these countries yeah none of these yeah, countries have yeah. ever had the, and you know they've never had a reason to display for a non-domestic audience. I mean there are reasons, but you know you know what I mean. Like to, displaying for a domestic audience, showing off your taxpayers' money and value and all that is one thing, but there was no reason for all of these countries to go to the UK and display or go to Malta and display. Um, other than it's the, the 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 roles of a display team to represent the country abroad, so those reasons, budgets aside, are not going to just disappear overnight. There is still going to be a a That's niche true. for representing your country with airshow politics abroad. So I think I don't. I think <laughs> as soon as there is a case where none of the no countries are displaying anything, there will become pressure to be a country putting something on. Mm. RAF always well always they can have the typhoon for a good few more years um, and I don't see a reason why they would stop displaying that the French will always be trying to hawk the Rafale so that's probably going to go for another 50 years of displaying that trying to sell that to you know all their second hand Rafales to whatever country morally dubious country they can find Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I think look obviously everyone's now sort of uh what's the term girded against russia girded um a, a sort of a new um solidarity against russian aggression and all that and maybe orders will start to increase and all that sort of stuff and maybe it will become a new pressure to display things but we don't know at the moment and that's the that's the problem is we're all mm-hmm. facing down staring down the barrel of a, a what you know what what what's going what's going to go to rea every year Exactly. as well mm-hmm. as every other air show.
4: Well, it wasn't that long ago that Riyadh was getting bashed for the amount of F-16s it had in the flying mm. display. So if you imagine three or four years down the line, like you said, just those four alone, putting f thirty five yeah. Up, that's not to say the RAF, the Italians...
0: And to be fair, who knows, maybe we'll get a Romanian F-16 display. Maybe we'll get a... Uh, uh, well, I was going to say Bulgarian F-16 display, yeah. but if they're getting eight... Then they're probably not going to have one to, to go and display it. Slovakian again, small numbers. Greek, Greeks Turkish, will be around. Polish. Turkish are, uh, up upgrading all their airframes, so there there will be F sixteen displays around for a while longer. Um, but Polish, they
1: Polish Tiger, Polish Tiger,
0: um, but they travel further and they're much less frequent now than than certainly the, the Western Europeans ever were. So yeah,
2: and I, I think as as dbh would, would would probably say you know when when you say oh well, what's going to come to react that's interesting i'm quite sure that and buildance is probably on their radar as being like an area of concern mm. because if everything's f35s and everyone's only got a tiny handful of numbers of f35s that they can't mm. actually commit to a demo or whatever <clears throat> um but in which case there's never been a better time to transform oneself from an enthusiast into an enjoyer um, because there's plenty of exciting stuff going on yeah. in the European military aviation scene that's not fast jets, helicopters, whew, but also transports, you know. KC-390s are just, are just suddenly on this, going to be on the scene everywhere. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a brand new yeah. type. You know, that's really, really cool. Um, I mean, put Poland's on a mad one just buying everything, you know. <laughs> so... How many how many Apache's have they purchased? Ninety eight odds, something like that. You know, something Germany. Uh, Germany are, put, are replacing their Tigers, um, which is a shame, but they're replacing them with with gun pack equipped H 145s You know, um, the new French. I can't. I still can't say it. H one sixties. Guipards. Guipard. Still a bit Flemmy. It doesn't help uh, unless I'm talking about Welsh things. Um, yeah, th- th- they're about and, and stuff. Slowly so, got you to talk uh, about real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the the red owls. but um, do you reckon that's how a commentators butcher the reds whenever they display in France. The red, red owls <laughs> Um you know, like ooh, Pat French, um but but that's the thing you know um military aviation is not all just fast jets and yes the F35 and sort of the uh, yeah, a loss of F16s i think it's the numbers rather than the, than the actual quality. it is the numbers but, of course um, it is, yeah. yeah but well,
1: you well, know well, both of those
2: things yeah but if you you know if you sort of graduate yourself into enjoying other parts of of military aviation um then uh, then there's some things to be excited about for the future rather than just fast jets which obviously you know looks a bit grey and bland and flat Mm. there are speaking of grey and bland and flat Apple TV (laughs) 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 seamless seamless (laughs) this is is professional hour Gordon (laughs) years of training to make those segues
0: if there's one skill that doing this podcast has taught us it's not speaking, it's not deep research and well-informed discussion it's how to get the most forced and engineered segues you possibly can
3: it's taught me some editing skills i tell you that
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say you've got a hell of an effort you've got a hell of an
2: effort get, get cutting out all the tom's coughs <laughs> yeah sorry i thought the last one was christ back. last week would have been terrible this week i'm on the line Anyway, we'll get, edit that one in.
0: So, we yeah, the w- one of the reasons uh I asked Gordon or we've asked Gordon specifically to come on is to talk about the new um Apple TV show Masters of the Air. Now I'm sure pretty much everyone in the aviation enthusiast world has um is aware of Masters of the Air. If you aren't somehow, then it's um along the same lines it's a mini series produced by um or certainly sort of uh, instigated by by tom hanks and steven spielberg so it's in the same vein really as band of brothers and the pacific and it's it sort of really is the third installment of that you know second world war american units series about the eighth bomb group obviously flying b-17s from east anglia and it's covering so far with that they've released five episodes so far covering um basically the early days that I've seen so far, uh when essentially they've arrived in England and they're flying unescorted missions and it's about them learning that that's a bad thing that I've seen. So I've watched uh you know, to be upfront, I've watched three and a half episodes so far. Gordon has watched all five so far. None of the others have seen a single minute of it. Um so I think this is going to be an enthralling conversation for them. But we're, we're going to discuss it, and Gordon has been very much enjoying it. I've had some criticisms about it, although tempered slightly, to be fair, uh, having watched the last episode and a half. So, uh, Gordon, why don't you lead us
1: off with your thoughts on the show? Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. I, I have been enjoying it. Well, <clears throat> enjoying is a strong strong word sam i would say i would say that i have i would say that i have got into it and actually you you and i have chatted um offline about it quite quite a lot and i i do share some of your um, concerns criticisms what i think is quite um noticeable from my point of view is that the kind of level on which i'm enjoying it um, has actually been the sort of human element the Mm -hmm. the the story of the characters because and it's it's classic tom hanks it's that thing that tom hanks does in so many of his films and indeed in band of brothers in the pacific where he takes you know huge important world events but reduces them down to the personal Mm. and you begin to form an attachment and an empathy with with the characters and you begin to kind of invest in the characters arc and it's the the one thing that i will say about it is very well acted it's very well cast yeah i would agree with that and, and 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 the acting the acting is good and i've started to identify with the characters and you start to you start to empathize with them and the the the, the kind of absolutely grim situation that they were finding themselves in um flying these ridiculously uh, dangerous daylight missions over over nazi germany um and that's i think that's the level at which it's resonated with me the level at which it hasn't resonated with me at all is as an aviation enthusiast and I suspect that that is probably for many of the same reasons that you are about to about to discuss.
0: Um, I, yes, I mean that that is part of it. I mean, I, I would start off by saying, you know, when I've gone into this, and it was the same when I I really slated Top Gun two, um, where I know a lot of people, including you, Gordon, mistakenly enjoyed it. Um, was that... <laughs>
1: that, no, that? that one I did unashamedly. <laughs> Is that
0: I've, I've, I'm not I'm not judging it on. Oh, you know, have they got the rivets down exactly to the millimeter on the B17? And you know, are oh, the the guns fired actually at a higher rate of fire than they are in the? You know, etc. that and that, that. I I would never judge uh, you know a show on something like that or a film because it's not the point. It's not the point of the show, and it doesn't matter if they make you know minor errors uh, on aviation matters i think if they make major errors it's a bit more concerning because if you are making something that is about an aviation subject you should be getting at least the basics right which it does for the most part um i haven't noticed any glaring errors other than the cgi has been atrocious
1: is, is is genuinely terrible, yeah, and yeah. and but like
0: weirdly terrible for something that has clearly got a big budget and is such a a, a marquee um, show for Apple TV. What where, yeah. where, where's the CGI
1: budget? Like, yeah. so, and, so and... for those for those that haven't for those that haven't watched it, the first the first episode, and I'm not this this there, there there are no real spoilers here. The first episode involves them flying the the fortresses from from the states over to over to England. And they make a stop off at an airbase in Iceland en route, and honest, honest to God, it was like watching, it was like looking at footage of a video game that had been made circa two thousand and one. Yeah, and 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 literally, literally that. I mean, that's that's not me exaggerating or or, or being hyperbolic or whatever. That was mm-hmm. it was lit. That's literally what it was like. I was I was I was stunned at just how just how shoddy the 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 CGI was now. Follow-on question: Are we picking up on that because we're aviation enthusiasts, and, and to us it just didn't look I, real? I don't or, think so. Or, or was it just really, really bad CGI? No, I, 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 mean, I, I have I, I seen.
0: No I have seen other people who I have assumed aren't. I, I don't know whether they are, but I haven't seen people online. Who i've assumed aren't aviation enthusiasts and certainly not to the level we are who have been saying the cgi is really bad and i think that has been a very universal criticism and it's not just like the texturing is really bad it is weirdly bad and some scenes it is just really low quality but it's mm. it's the physics of it when you see the aircraft moving they look so bad they look like they haven't engineered the physics That's of these true. aircraft yeah. in the cgi at all so to give an example, and I'm going to be using hand signals, hand mo- movements here, which is so bad for the <laughs> listeners. But there's a bit. There's a bit. Uh, I can't remember if I put it in the group or not. I certainly sent it to a couple of friends. Um, there's a bit in the first episode when they're landing at Greenland, and one of them has just landed, and it's the main character, um, and he's looking out the window, and one of them has to do a go around, and this B17. We all know how a B17 moves, right? It's a big, heavy bomber fairly sluggish, even when it's quite light. You know, it's it's not the most responsive. play. And this thing does, like, a, 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 like takes off like an English electric lightning <laughs> into the air. Genuinely, you see it coming, and it's, and it's going, go around, go around, and the dialogue is another thing when it comes on to it. It's go around, go around, and then it just goes, <laughs> and it is like, just instinctively you know that's not how it moves and when you see them moving around
1: jato jato takeoff yeah Yeah, and and there was 45 degree leap off the runway and it just
0: (laughs) it looks so wrong and i think even if you haven't seen a 17 maybe i'm sure some people wouldn't occur to them but even if you haven't seen i'm sure there are lots of people who will know that's not how it moves you see them um landing and stuff and they just look so stiff and they come slamming down onto the ground in a way that just doesn't look right. And and it occurred yeah. to me when I was watching it earlier, um, an episode earlier, it, particularly on a landing scene, which just looked so wrong. Because he comes in and just goes, uh, And I, I was maybe thinking, you know, it's such late, bad CGI. And I was thinking, why, why would they have not just, given how many B-17s there are flying in the world put a bunch of cameras around the end of a runway or the first third of a runway have them all filming them from different angles and then you have actual footage of a B-17 that you can cut out and you can layer over what markings you need and what damage and CGI and all that you need yeah. and you have realistic footage that you can then have it moving on the ground and it's just it's so obvious that that hasn't been done and it's mm-hmm. like as yeah. you say yeah. it's like really old video game footage and you would, have a, you would get better results if you just plugged it into like Iltu Sturmovic or War Thunder or something and you would have better physics involved and it's just really, really jarring to see because it does stand out so much and it's also things like I mentioned this earlier in the group chat watching it earlier and they're getting attacked by some German fighters, spoiler alert and these BF109s are flying past, genuinely some of them sound like extras (laughs) like it's just a a high-pitched whine as they go past and it just Again, you wouldn't necessarily know that if you're not a hardcore enthusiast, but it's so... When you do know, it's like, just make it
2: sound deeper. Like, come on. There's not really an excuse not to use that. I mean, obviously, I haven't seen it, so I'm reticent to join this discussion too much. But on that point, there's not really... Any, I mean, it's it's sound design. It'd be very, very easy yeah. or simple. I mean, there must be just an archive of Hollywood sounds that could, that could be used of, of the proper engines. But also, yeah. on that CGI point... I the way I watch things is I it, I just find stuff like that so jarring, or you see it with some of, some of the sort of the Star Wars stuff as well. Either bad CGI or really bad props that just haven't been sci fied enough, and it's very obvious that that's just mm. from like a local charity shop or something. Mm. You can almost see the brand stamp still on it, you know, and it's just been repainted or something. That kind of stuff just pulls me straight out in terms of immersion, and I think that's the cautionary tale behind Red Tails, which was which was panned, wasn't it, because of. Yeah rubbish CGI but that was 2012 that's like over 10 years ago has the industry really learned nothing since then I don't know just yeah doesn't I, I, I haven't want to seen watch it. it
3: I've looked at, based on what's been said in the group chat I've had a look at some clips on YouTube and I it CGI stuff like that like yeah. you mentioned Red Tails just the 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 flight characteristics of a P51 one or something doing like a Equaling what an extra 300 does or something in uh, terms of roll rate and stuff like that. It puts me off straight away, but I was having to think about it. And if you, yeah, you know, if, say, obviously we can't say we're doing a podcast where Memphis Bell or something was out because that was like 89 or something, but say we were having a, a discussion about it, would we be saying how bad the special effects are? I'd rather watch that. Yes, they're all models and things. And even, you know, like um, Battle of Britain or something, yeah, they use a lot of models for that. And even the, I suppose, at the time... The, the special effects of when aircraft get blown up and, and shot and that sort of stuff it, it's all animated on there and it looks absolutely crap now but I, I, I would much rather watch them they, I, I, you know I'm not going to moan about those sorts of special effects, but it has such an impact on mm. on, on things these days and they, they said the technologies there um, I mean it, well, if it, had,
1: they had, they had six or seven real forts for Memphis Bell, did they not? Yeah, I th- yeah, based, based yeah. them out of RAF Binbrook, if I remember correctly. And there was a bit of a there was a bit of a buzz about it. You know, the, the all, all all these aircraft arriving over here and and getting them all because, of course, in those days you couldn't use CGI to to overlay them with different markings and stuff.
0: <clears throat> I mean, I, it's 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 a wider <laughs> thing in filming and and, and stuff like that um, these days. I think there are actually parts of the industry that are coming back round to. Physical props and prosthetics and stuff like that, because the reaction to them has generally been well you know the the classic example going back a long time now, twenty years in fact <coughs> is uh the Lord of the Rings trilogy where there was there was c g i in it, but you know enormous amounts of prosthetics and physical props, and how well that has aged versus the Hobbit coming out you know what, what however long after ten years after where almost everything was c g i and even at the time it looked bad, let alone having aged badly now. Yeah. And the, I think you're seeing now a lot of more people using, um, physical, uh, um, there's a word that I, I'm, it's on the tip of my tongue that I can't remember, but f- you know, physical props and etc. Et because it will always have a more physical space in the scene. It, the actors will always react better to physical stuff, the bad stuff, uh, than, than the bad stuff and CGI stuff. It is bad stuff. Um, but, it, and, 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 but, but in this in Masters of the Air, it feels particularly lazy. Like, really, really. Like, they just forgot to do sort of the second pass over it. You know, and to go back to those fighters, the, the extra-sounding ones, but then you see them moving, and they look so bad. They just, they're moving. They don't look like they're fighters moving around at the at bombing altitude, where they're even, you know, more sort of less manoeuvrable. They're moving like bloody flankers, you know, C-35s. They're just, they're so much more they just move unnaturally Americans speaking of unnaturally can't
2: sticking a, a warbird doing a cobra as well
0: well i mean
2: it's it's not it's not
0: red tail it's not i'm going to show them a the little trick i learned bad <laughs> but it's it's they just don't look right and you're watching them and they're moving too fast and all that sort of stuff speaking of unnatural one of my biggest issues with it is i think while the acting and the casting is generally very good i think the dialogue is awful i for me personally the dialogue has generally been Really bad, and I called it after the first two episodes. I called it um Marvel does World War Two, and there was a lot of, and within the first five minutes of the show, there's a don't you go dying on me, um and there's loads of stuff like that. I, I made some no There was a couple, so and that, you know, s- s- minor spoilers beware. But it was to try and explain it to these guys. Like there was one bit again in the first episode. One of them has got lost, and they're looking around, and the navigator's not sure where they are, and the pilot's like. Uh, we're on the course, I'm on the course you gave me, that's an American accent, um, and he goes, and then he, he looks up, and it's like, this almost like, zoom in on his face, and they're looking out the window, and suddenly there's Flack, and he goes, son of a bitch, that's France, and it's like, it's just bad, like, it's just really bad, And and there was another one in the last episode where... There's one bit, and he's looking wistfully into the distance, and he's talking to his his colleague, and he goes, We're sending them straight into hell. And it's just... It's it's no good. It's really lazy writing for me, Um, and uh there's i mean, there's i have another issue with the show which I'll go into i'll let gordon i'll let the yeah, other no. side put forward their defense <laughs> well, no no i'm, I'm actually
1: I'm, I'm i'm kind of i'm kind of going to agree with you and and again i'm i'm going to bring memphis bell into the conversation because i think i made the point that if you've seen um, Memphis Belle, by which we mean, of course, the 1991 feature film and not the original war documentary.
0: I'm, I'm actually going to put my hand up and say I actually haven't seen Memphis
1: Belle, and I should do. Right, okay, it. <laughs> right. Well, there, well, there we go. But if you have seen Memphis Belle, then you have pretty much seen the first two episodes yeah. of Masters of the Air, yeah. because they, they, I mean, I swear to God, they actually borrow chunks of the dialogue, and particularly the call out them fighters. You know, when, when, when they're at, when, in in the aerial aerial scenes. I suppose some of that stuff is kind of repetitive by by its very nature um but even down to things like you know again slight spoiler alert the first mission that they fly is to bremen which is the 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 target in the climactic mission in memphis bell like just stuff like that It's just like did did you guys just look at memphis bell as your inspiration for this i mean there are other sources out there that you
2: could have referred to that seems entirely on brand for classic Hollywood at the moment. It's just you know very very lazily written stuff. Good ideas, excellent ideas, excellent acting, but incredibly lazily written mm. um, stuff. That's at best borrowed from stuff that's come before. Mm. Um, very formulaic, very by the numbers. In, um, form- which is formulaic a
1: is a really is a really good word, um, and I think I think that's the that's the main issue with it. Yeah. Um, and I say that as somebody that has actually, as I said, started to get into it. Now, um, the action begins to shift as you as you get into the deeper into the series. Um, and I suspect and I can't I can't say too much without giving away huge spoilers here. But um, I suspect that there will be less and less actual aircraft um, footage as the as the episodes develop. And there's and and it transpires that there's a very good reason for that. You can probably guess it, uh, where it's where it's heading. Um, and I think, you know, as the as the aircraft element has reduced, um, the my, my level of interest has has increased by that by that same amount, if that if that makes sense. Mm. Um so so the, the really problematic stuff about the aircraft themselves, which Sam has just so so neatly described, um, as that becomes less and less of a factor, the human interest, uh, the human story starts to starts to take over and it, it, again it's it's classic tom hanks he handles that kind of stuff really really well and and that's the that's the level on which i'm, I'm kind of engaging with it
0: yeah i mean I, I i i had really written it off after the first two episodes and i do think the first two episodes are bad um and then i had sort of checked out and then i said i'd, I'd catch up to talk about it on the podcast because it's a big aviation thing at the moment so it's probably worth us doing at some point um and then i managed to watch the next episode and a half as i said and i did think episode three was definitely an improvement on the first two um and i i was cringing a lot less than i was in the first two uh, there were still moments and it was it was mostly actually the cgi that was really bad and as i said the physics and all that sort of stuff and there's the uh, over dramatized but the, th- the thing is um the obvious and probably in fact necessary comparison is band of brothers because it's exactly in the same vein. It's very much the same product and intended to be. It's the same telling of it's the Same universe. Yes, yeah, it's, it's uh, the it's the, uh, World war II the World War Two cinematic
2: universe. Um. <laughs> but, but I mean, it's just symptomatic. I don't want to go on a big Hollywood rant. It's just symptomatic of Hollywood, isn't it? It's oh, it's the same universe. What, you mean World War Two? You thick fucks yeah. Come on, think about what you're saying. Um, but uh, uh, you know. It is Band-
0: not Band of Brothers. It's not Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers I I I've watched Band of Brothers probably four times. I've never rewatched The Pacific. I I watched it once and didn't think it was great. Band of Brothers is exceptionally good. It's probably one of the best TV shows ever made. And it tells the story of these people and it tells the human story, but it it they feel like and of course it's dramatized, but it feels they feel like real people. They feel like they are you know, you're you're looking at real people, and
1: you you feel like you're part of the company. That's yes, why it works.
0: Yes, and I don't feel like that in this show at all. No, I you, feel, you don't like, feel like you're part of the squad. And team. I don't even feel like these are people. They feel like characters to me. Mm. Maybe that will change as you, as it go on because you've you've seen stuff I haven't. But they feel like characters, and the dialogue adds to that because they they just feel cliche and like manufactured. Um. And it, it, it it's not Panda Brothers at all, <laughs> and that's obviously a, a, a ridiculously high bar. But it, it, that that's probably the biggest issue with it for no, me. Is that the,
2: I mean, the press, you know, if, if you're uh, if you've got a series and you're trying to generate hype and therefore income and revenue and everything mm. else and view counts based on the fact that oh, it's from the same thing, then you do have you're setting yourself up. You're setting a bar for yourself to live up to, you know. Um, now. It's like, my, it's like my brother getting straight A stars at GCSEs and it's like, oh, from the same family that bought you this incredible yeah. guy is me, yeah. the fucking part-time alcoholic.
0: One if, thing if, I do if, want to address with, with it, um, and I, I will have to talk about something that I, in the episode, the last episode, which I haven't watched, but I have seen people discuss it, certainly um, credible historians discussing it, uh, which you know I'm happy to raise, which is essentially how it's whitewashing the history of it as much as it can now it's very it's very gory it doesn't pull any punches and showing how these guys are getting slaughtered and massacred and it's it's actually there was a main character uh or a significant character played by one of the biggest actors probably in the world at the moment uh that dies quite early on that really surprised me so it's not it's not (laughs) no spoilers um but it's 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 certainly not pulling any punches but the comparison with band of brothers is you know while it's not like the 101st Airborne or whatever they were, were running around just committing atrocities left, right, and centre, there's one scene very early on where they, um, it's clear that they just ex- just execute, um, German prisoners of war. And that's not even portrayed as like the big uh, unforgivable crime that we have to wipe, you know, our, um, our honour clean. And, um, and it comes up even later in the show. And again, it's not even portrayed as like the most horrific thing. They can think of it's, it's just shown as Oh, the guy! Whoa, he's a he's badass. This guy he did this. Whoa. Um, whereas in Masters of the Air, there's one scene I, I gather in the in the latest episode where, in real life, they were explicitly targeting civilians with their bombing mission. Like they were objectively, their target was to kill civilians on the ground because that was what the part of the strategic bombing aims of the war very controversial even to today but it, it was they went out they took off in their planes with the aim of dropping their bombs on a civilian city center with a, a secondary objective being a manufacturing plant or, or marshalling yard or something like that in the show it they, they actually i think describe it as trying to avoid civilian deaths in this mission and that i think is Personally, is obviously quite a bad thing that the show shouldn't be doing, and is is a is a bad way to treat
1: the history. Um. Also, also just to go back to an earlier point, also a major plot device in in fact, Memphis Bell. Is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And it's actually quite a critical um, plot device in the in the actual raid scene in Memphis Bell. Mm. So again, again, I wonder just how much of this is. Well, a bad history, and B, uh, B whitewashing, but but also C, just just a kind of rehash of of the sort of formulaic World War II bomber movie trope. Well,
0: can I propose a theory to you? Not a very particularly you know massive theory. So, the first episode of Band of Brothers came out. It was um, first broadcast two days before nine eleven. Right. And so, obviously, the whole show was made before nine eleven. Uh, you're shaking your head, Tom, but <laughs> no, it's I think just it's such a completely lefty. Yeah, not, to, to, you not to not, to, not to lower Sorry. the tone of the podcast or anything. I think maybe a bit out of the purview of a, a pub banter style um, aviation I, enthusiast podcast. let the time scamps. <laughs> yeah, I think if if Band of Brothers had been produced after nine eleven, you wouldn't have had those scenes. Um, and I think I think it is a it's a different era to compare to Band of Brothers where. The American military was less obviously these guys were heroes and that was the portrayal of them in the show. The American military was less lionized than it is now, and probably immediately afterwards as well. Um, and I think it's 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 you could probably get away. I don't know how it's portrayed in Memphis Bell, but I think you could probably get away with that kind of stuff. And obviously there were films in the the war in, in Afghanistan and Iraq that T- you know discuss those topics but they were deliberately discussing those topics as opposed to mm, American soldiers well it was war they did bad things sometimes and that's what happened whereas I don't think you could do that now and it seems like they shy away from the actual history in this show in representing that even though it wasn't even the soldiers committing atrocities it was the actual war that they were doing they tried to present it differently than
2: it was Maybe, although as as I recall, the Pacific, which was obviously two thousand nine, two thousand ten, mm. um, I think that has some um, quite not war crimesy scenes, but you know, de- degrading treatment of prisoners and oh, but what uh, you're forgetting is of,
0: that was the Japanese, so it doesn't count. So that's, that's all okay. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> Do you you know, the one thing I I said to to Gordon when when, uh, he came down for the rugby, obviously I haven't seen it and I've talked a bit too much about something I haven't seen, but the one thing I will say is alarm bells started ringing for me when, do you know when, say, Dunkirk was filming? Or even, um, what's the, um, oh, is it Monuments Men? They had Matt Damon at Duxford. He attended the Duxford 2013 mm. Eagle Squadron show. Like, you know, they were actually, even that was just for some, an airfield sort of shot and stuff. The thing that alarm bells for me was that there wasn't some sort of grouping of B-17s somewhere. You know, Sally B wasn't given temporary markings. Yeah. And as you say, wasn't landing at a UK airfield with some Harris fencing with green screen behind it so that they could get, You know, the physics of a B-17 landing prop or something. That was the first warning sign. Um, And and sort of extending on from that, I always think with these series, when they just get lazy and they use CGI, which actually probably costs more than using physical props now anyway, because CGI is hideously expensive. It's just lazy because you just...
0: But, yeah, yes, but you also couldn't recreate a scene of a hundred bombers. No, in the no, no. But I, I,
2: but you, you complement yeah, yeah, yeah. it, you know, and, and yeah, you yeah. you film several, and then you yeah, copy yeah, and paste yeah, a I bunch agree. rather than completely artificially. But I always think how how good like what that show could have done a lot of good for the historic preservation scene. How much money could they have bunged to? Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I mean, Sally B in the UK is a private outfit. Could they have even, you know, got um. Uh, the pink lady out from uh storage at la ferte which is airworthy but they kept mm. you know keeping it sort of on ice so to speak just yeah. had it
1: ground, ground running with the with the props yeah. turning oh. or some something yeah, yeah. just just, yeah. just to it, make it, even, even, even look more realistic yeah all the
2: all yeah. the continental us you know, based ones as well they're all private outfits they're all dependent on donations how much good could that have done to have a involved them in the filming and paid them for that Because the resource is there, the historical resource is there, and we don't know how long it is going to be there, especially with his wingspar issue, which seems to have been forgotten about a little bit, thank God. But B that's a huge boon for those historical preservation societies to say, CRB-17, as seen in Masters of the Air. Hell, the Helicopter Museum does it with the with the hip that they've got that was in Black Widow, you know? Mm. I mean, how much good could that have done? And it's just lazy to just rely on CGI, which is arguably an inferior thing anyway. And it, it does make me a little bit angry when a for, there could be a force for good here, um, and it just gets sort of snipped because there's some exec in holly Wither goes oh well, we don't need that that's boring whatever yeah. you know do you, do they care that much about preserving history um
4: ultimate Warbirds flights have put a couple of posts out about was it contrary Mary was repainted or had some temporary markings put on so they've posted about it so well for this show' been done for others as well the Battle of
3: Britain film going back to that you know the producers bought however many aircraft mm. spent however many millions and they were like i I, I can't remember what whatever biggest air force it was technically but I don't know it was different times um, you would have found an awful a, lot I, of I imagine
0: there. a lot of those bouchons and stuff would have been going cheap as chips at that point though actually
3: but yeah yeah but uh, you yeah, know, I, I think it, that saved an awful lot of yeah. aircraft going to the scrap heap then
2: but even in more modern times, you know, I mean, the was it the, which Bouchon was it that got the yellow nose for Dunkirk? And then that flew a season mm. and, and that was like mm. the hot ticket warbird item. Mm. And then they, yeah, I mean, Dunkirk had that sequence of the Spitfire landing on the beach, which is, as I recall, and I'm sure someone's going to be like, oh no, you are uninformed on the podcast. Isn't, it, isn't that literally N3200's story that she was dug up from a French beach and that was kind of, Landing on that French beach in in the Dunkirk film was was homage to that. I may also get shouted at this, but if I recall correctly, neither neither.
0: neither of those two Mark ones ever actually were in France. Um,
1: oh, or something thought, like I that. I thought N32, and I only know was... that because
0: I visited Arco once. I <clears throat> actually sat in there, one of them, and um, I did ask, "Oh, is you know, did it actually?" It's amazing to think this this flew over the beach at, at, at <coughs> Dunkirk and that, and he said, "Oh, actually these these." These two restorations never actually went. I could be completely misremembering that.
2: Oh, perhaps, perhaps I'm misremembering, but in any event, you know th- that. We're both used... misremembering somehow. are just—it's just the just bad wine. Um, but maybe, we... We never, maybe those Spitfires don't actually exist. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's all a fever dream. dream. It's all a simulation. <laughs> we're all living in the CGI World War Two extended cinematic universe. <laughs> what are you talking about? I look out. We're the I, Flash forward. Look, yeah, yeah. If I turn around too quickly, it doesn't render. Um, <laughs> but but, you know but it does it does annoy me you know I mean even Red Tails you know um, uh, they had Peter Teichman's P40 um, Mm. painted up in those colours and that was a CGI fest that was panned but I just I just get a bit frustrated when these shows that claim to be all about celebrating history and bringing that to a new audience and educating which is kind of what historical custodianship is about and yet there's a perfectly good resource here a working resource mm. that they could have made use of and instead they just got lazy and and sort of went with cgi and it, it makes for a working resource which yeah a, a working resource which as you see actually needs money yeah historic things yes. need,
1: yeah. need upkeep of uh, the yeah. because, and, and, yeah, and publicity and
2: yeah how much good could that have done with sally b imagine if she had you know temporary masters it's not it's not me speaking as an enthusiast but imagine how much yeah. of a more interesting booking if she had one side of her, you know, with the temporary Masters of the Air markings, um, you know, to re- hey to replace Memphis Bell on the one side that she's got? Yeah, how how much good could that have done? Um, and it's a bit frustrating when it when that doesn't happen.
3: Uh, I do think there's a lot of um, the editing skills and cinematography of years gone by has gone. While you've been talking, I've, I was just thinking of um scene in Bridge Too Far, when all of the Dakotas had taken off uh, with the paratroopers in. And I don't know how many, I can't remember off hand how many were there for the film of that, but that's all in the editing, it looks like. There's Mm. loads and loads and loads, but it's that fine skill in the editing which... I think, is, uh, is something that's been lost. There's just far too much reliance on CGI and that sort of stuff as well. That's I don't know if it's
0: yeah. been lost, but I think it's just they they're not being paid enough. It's, they're, they're it's being, just Hollywood. It's just, yeah, it's just yeah. That, that's what those sludge. Most of those, 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 those strikes were about recently, was that it was a lot of the, the, the things like the script writers and stuff like that, is those parts where the, the execs are going, oh, we'll just throw money at them and, and it doesn't matter, we'll just polish it and whatever, and that's why you end up with absolutely fucking dog shit dialogue because they're not being paid to write and do second drafts and all that sort of stuff because it's cheaper and, and so that's why a lot of it is so bad because, because the loads of that is still out there. There are still incredible shows and films being made where that, that same talent mm. and skill is, is exactly on display as it has been before, but it is the big industry stuff where actually they, ch- they cheap out.
2: And because, that's what those because Marvel are quips and Marvel dialogue and who oh, yeah. did, uh, Michael Bay ass yeah, yeah. type stuff, it's uh, you know they think it sells and so that's I much. Mean, speaking, Ma- speaking of Michael Bay,
0: it is hilarious when uh, they're doing like the you know, the, the gunners are shooting at the fighters flying past and like every time they get hit it's just a massive fireball. <laughs> they never just get slightly hit and have to fly off and return to base they just explode every black time sort
2: of oil trail or something interestingly uh, i just thought about it how does the um a particular cgi scene in masters of the air compare with say the cgi scene of the band of brothers normandy landings or, or i mean those dakotas that taking off in the sunset on the end of the first episode fantastic scene great yeah. music i'm pretty yeah. sure it's it's either the same Couple or the same C forty seven. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. Control but, V. You know, control, v mm. control V. That was in two thousand and one. It's smarter. Yeah. Um, how does that? But then the next episode, you are at night. How does that CGI? Compare? I mean, there's that. So yeah. Something? I
1: mean, the, the 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 CGI in that particular scene in Band of Brothers hasn't aged particularly no, no. well.
2: I always thought, it, it but it's also bad. it's not the focus. At no. All. Yeah. Well, well quite. That's quite. Yeah. It's thirty We're seconds in, of Masters of the talk. Air. The
0: focus is these planes. <laughs> Get them right
1: poorly poorly rendered planes yeah anyway yeah. well i would i would say that actually there's there isn't sam I don't know what, 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 what your view is i would say that there isn't really a discernible difference in quality between the cgi and masters of the air and that's that that very scene of the of the power over normandy in band of brothers from 20 odd years ago it's it's definitely it, it is better than that
0: it is better than that, and yeah, and the Band of Brothers one is them, isn't is yeah. a difference because it's at night and there's loads of films with dodgy say, CGI get, where they, they do it at night, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas so you're not, famously, got, you're not really <laughs> life life. famously the Americans didn't bomb at night, which is kind, <laughs> kind of a sticking point of the show. Anyway, one of the uh, one of the pilots calls it a B one seven, so it's an instantly a one out of ten <laughs> for me. So,
4: I suppose maybe the final question is. <laughs> For someone like myself who doesn't subscribe to... Is it Apple TV? Yeah, it's
1: it's Apple TV, yeah.
4: Would you recommend or would you say it'd be worth for me to sign up and or anyone in my position who doesn't subscribe to it? Would it be worth signing up and spending my money to watch it? No, pirate
2: it. (laughs) That's the
0: official UCAR (laughs) endorsement, pirate it.
4: If you don't own anything,
3: it's not stealing. And if you get into trouble, I know a couple of people who might be able to help. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no,
3: I don't. I don't. I don't think it is,
1: Dom. To answer your question. Uh, uh,
0: no, I, I agree. Wait until it's finished, and then get like a trial period, and watch it like binge it. Do that. I wouldn't subscribe to it for the next you know however many you know month that's still remaining. Um, yeah. It, nah, I it's if if it was Band of, Band of Brothers, yes, but this it's just it's 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 not travesty. It's not you know, like the room, but it's it's mid. It's so formulaic mid. by the numbers. Yeah, nothing remarkable. Very, by the numbers, by the numbers is exactly how to describe it. I think that's that's spot on. Whereas whereas Band of Brothers, it it tugs at your heartstrings. This is by the numbers,
2: classic modern Hollywood. That's yeah. I
0: mean, it's just yeah. A content yeah, very stage, much so. It? Yeah, Very yeah. much so.
1: In that context, it's probably worth remembering that the thing was stuck in development hell for years yeah. and years, wasn't Is
0: it? Well, I know it was. I remember being in uni, which was well over 10 years ago now, reading about the upcoming...
2: There's, <laughs> yeah. there's threads on the forum going back to 2013 that are like, you know, the new Tom Hanks uh, yeah. Band of Brothers sequel project yeah. featuring the 8th Air Force, you know.
4: Um, so maybe
2: it's just a miracle that it got made and then it will swiftly be forgotten because... You know. I I think it probably will be. Co- I think Covid
1: Covid happened, and and that probably knocked their schedule as well. And yeah, you can you can see why they they may have had to cut corners, and and unfortunately, um, it rather looks like they have.
0: Is there even a discussion thread about it on the forum? I think that says a lot. We we don't even know. I think that says a lot for the show, and I'm sure being locked behind the Apple TV paywall plays a big part of that. But there's no real buzz about it. People tune in, are tuning in every week to watch it, but there's no real discussion about it. There's no real excitement around it, is there?
2: The only thing I've seen, and we're enthusiasts. We should be the yeah. core audience, you know. Um, the only thing I've seen is people talking about lame CGI. Or, yeah. I saw t- I saw a TikTok yesterday, which I guess the algorithm's created, but it's, it's very clearly not of a enthusiast person. And it was basically like, hey, I've got this idea for a new show. It's called Masters of the Air. And it's, I can't remember the actor's name, but it's, an actor looking great in a bomber jacket, and then they then they sort of you know pretend to be another character, and they go yeah. and and it's like, didn't you hear yeah. what I said? It's this actor. Yeah. He looks great in a bomber jacket. Yeah. For and and you're like, oh well, I guess there's some her Herod her America lines and some CGI, but he looks great in a bomber jacket, and that's 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 what the TikTok was. And they were like, oh yeah, and also we borrow a lot from uh, Memphis Bell. <laughs> that's all it said. <laughs> and they're like, okay, cool, stamped, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame. It should have done better. And it and that's it's always when you look at shows and you think, oh god, this could have been really good had someone put some care and time into it. But of course, no one does that with modern TV shows, do they? No. Or, well, very rarely. No. Anyway,
0: Game of um,
4: Thrones final season.
0: <laughs> oh, don't. Cats inexplicably is, has actually started watching that season against my better judgment and wishes. And I've told her like the te- she has to tell me the second she's finished it, and I'm deleting it off my computer. <laughs> Um, and I said before like didn't I that, that it's astonishing season 6 being like okay-ish and then season 7 just taking just the most obvious nosedive anyway that's been another episode of the UK Airshow Review Podcast thank you for listening if you've enjoyed the discussion um, if you want to vent your spleen about Masters of the Air as well whether you liked it or not uh, you can sure I'm doing this the wrong way around this week but or don't come to the
2: forum because no one's discussing it because it's or, so unremarkable. yeah <laughs> Start a
0: thread. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, join the forum and start the thread, which is forums doing completely in reverse forums.airshows.co.uk, uh, which is part of the website, airshows.co.uk, where you can read all of our airshow reviews and features, including Tom's uh, lovely Belgian F 16 tribute slash eulogy. Um, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at UK Airshow Review and all three. Do give us a follow, do share the podcast, let us know what you think and see you in another episode. Goodbye.